0: Nope. Touchdown Washington. Yep. Yeah. Washington, Washington State University. Nope. Touchdown Washington. Yep.
1: Yeah. Oregon and Stanford. Nope. Touchdown
0: Washington. Yep. Yeah. Is Arizona State a football team? Nope.
1: Touchdown
0: Washington.
1: All right, yeah. welcome to the one and only Dog Pod, your home for the Washington Huskies tackle football fans. I'm here with Mitch and Law Dog as always. We got our college football season starting November. Seventh, we talked to you about the schedule. We gave you the up and downs of what we thought the big games were. We talked about the offense. Now, let's get into that staple of Washington football and talk a little bit about the defense. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yes. Let's do it. Okay. So, first things, let's talk about the basics of that Jimmy Lake defense. I think we definitely can say that we know a lot more about the defense and the schemes than we do about the offense. I think one thing that's going to be interesting this year is Coach P. Kotowski, our defensive coordinator, he's going to have to shoulder more. Like – Jimmy Lake's got other things to do. He has to he has to coordinate the entire. Uh, it has to run the entire program. Kay's going to step up. Look, last year we know what type of thing they want, and Let's talk about the results. Last year they were still in a down year, third in team defense, scoring defense by time behind Utah and Oregon, giving up nineteen and a half a game. Very very disciplined last year. Rarely penalized. Five point three per game. They put up one point seven turnovers per game, but they caused those. So that puts them at third. So decent. Again, we would still say last year a down year for the Husky program in the last five years, but I think still statistically, from a defensive perspective, they were very strong. This is what the defense look like. Looks like it's a nickel base. With the rare thing about this two, sometimes three down linemen. So I think about it like a two-four-five with two down linemen, two outside linebackers, two inside linebackers, a nickel playing at that nickel slot corner, two outside corners, and two safeties. That base. Looking at it statistically, it was actually used 75% of the time. 20% of the time, the snap was in like kind of that dollar personnel where they'd have three down linemen, three, two, six personnel on passing downs. And what I would say, like the entire Apple Cup was played in that every year, which probably bumps that number up. Um, figure again, I think it's a sum up of a split between one high and two high safeties as well, but it looks unique. And it's one of those things where we'll get into the defensive line, we're getting into the linebackers, but more is asked from a run stopping perspective and from a pressuring perspective on our linebackers than is asked in other programs because of those two or three down linemen. That's the type of, I look again, Coach K is going to have to step up a little more because Jimmy Lake's moved to head coach, but I still think that's generally what this defense is going to look about it, look like. I think this time let's start at the back and move our way to the front. Bitch, talk to me about death row. Talk to me about that secondary.
2: Gosh, I think they just keep reloading. Right. I mean, that's the thing um, about what Jimmy Lake has done recruiting wise back there and, and Will Turner as well. Um, if you start at the safety spots, um, you know, they're looking really good with uh, with Asia Turner. Um, you know, winning him over Notre Dame was a big deal. It's a little concerning behind him. You got Alex Cook, who was a converted receiver, and then Julius Irvin, who's kind of struggled a little bit, but you hope he gets his legs underneath him. And then the other safety spot, you got Cameron Williams, Brandon McKinney. Um, both those guys um have kind of had their ups and downs, but you got to be feeling pretty good about the safety spot. Um, all up, cornerbacks solid. Let's just say that, Keith Taylor. Hen handling one side, six three, right? Um, he's a senior this year. You look to have him do really well. Dominique Hamptons backing him up also have played well in the past. Trent Duffy, McDuffie came onto the scene, gangbusters, probably like the freshman MVP, right, mm-hmm. of the team last year. Um, man was he solid. Everybody was like, Oh, this is gonna be Kyler Gordon's job. No, sorry. True freshman Trent Duff McDuffie outplayed him and earned the starting spot. Um, and then you got Cameron Fabric Fabric <laughs> Kulan behind him. Um and then um finally I think the strength of this husky team this year is coming out of the nickel like it has in the past with Miles Bryant and other players. Amen. Elijah Molden I right is bad. gonna be the man, right? All American is what everybody's expecting. And then right behind him, you got Kyler Gordon, who I really think is kind of the Swiss army knife of this, of these DBs. You know, he was like a play. He was like a half a step off on so many different plays last year that I really am expecting. If anybody goes down, you know, he's going to slide right in. And I bet you he's the next Molden. He's the next Miles Bryant that really steps up and kind of takes over this team. But man, guys, they are stacked. And I wasn't even talking about any of the true freshmen who also look pretty solid this team is set in the secondary and it's going to continue to be the strength for them.
0: It hurts a little bit to have Isaiah Gilchrist opt out for the season, but this is one position where they could have afforded um, a loss like that. He, I think he's played really well when he's been given a chance. Um, but Mitch is right. This is the strength of the team. I mean, this might even be a stronger secondary than what we saw in 2016, the team that made the final four. It really. I mean, the corners are fully on lockdown, and and Asa Turner and Cam Williams are as solid as it gets. At safety, it's just a question of the depth, I think. And, uh, you know, you take a little bit of a hit to your depth, but Kyler Gordon's probably the first man up uh, with an injury out there. So uh, this is loaded.
1: Asa Turner's a, I'll, I'll he's a first-round pick. I don't know when it's going to be, but... I mean, he, what what an absolute eyes on the ball, smart football player and physical specimen. He's going to be ready. Um, and let's get in now. This one may be a little bit more controversial because I would completely agree with Mitch. That backside is strong uh, year in, year out. and looks to be again this year. Talk to me about those linebackers, lot
0: Yeah. I mean, this is not a pretty picture. Um, however, you know, <laughs> we, we went into last season, I think, thinking, Man, we've had some really bad attrition and some bad luck at linebacker and it showed up on the field. I mean, this team just, especially in that Stanford game, I mean, you just can't forget just no, uh, no tackling. And, you know, there's been a lot of turnover. Jackson Sermon is a guy who got a lot of opportunities later in the season, um, as, You know, those struggling seniors kind of got off the field, and and Sermon had played really well, and I think we can expect him to fill one of those spots on the inside. Another guy we talked about last season is like a potential wild card was Eddie Um It's maybe seeming like he's got the other spot on the inside linebacker kind of wrapped up. Um, and he, and he played really well when he's been given the opportunities, not only on special teams, but, but on defense, especially late in the year when the defense really started to gel. What really kills you though is, you know, just talked about Gilchrist opting out, but when we had Joe Tryon say, Hey, I'm, yeah. I'm calling, That's- I'm calling it a career. That was a, that was a huge loss for this defense. And, you know, you could see, that, you know, I was starting to get worked up to the point of, Hey, this defense might just be as good as anything we've had since the early nineties, you know, and, and Joe Tryon was going to be a big part of that. And, you know, now he's gone. So how do they fill that role? I mean, we know Ryan Bowman's probably got the other outside linebacker spot Um and he's played, you know, capably and he's been fine. And he's had his ups and downs. Some, he led the team in sacks a couple of years ago Uh last year was kind of more of a non-factor, but here he is now a fifth year senior, He's been honorable mention all pack 12. He's, um, you know, he's basically one of your leaders on defense. So we'll see how well he plays the other outside linebacker spot. I mean, I'm, it is now completely wide open. Are we not just looking at Savelle Smalls? Yeah. I think Savelle Smalls is, <laughs> uh, he's going to have every chance to win that job on the other side. And, and I don't see anybody who's there to take it from him. So, I mean, we're going to get to see our, our, our prize recruit right out of the gate, I think. And from what I hear in camp already, he is making a big impression. So, I mean, I was actually talking with somebody totally unrelated uh, about high school football, um, you know, not too long ago and saying, Hey, yeah, I can't watch when my kids are out on the field and they're playing these guys who are six, four And I was like, Oh, you mean like said, smalls appear. <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm talking about. And he, you know, is basically 6'4", 244. He's going to be a man when he steps on the field for the first time. So I, I think we probably are looking at him. But, you know, we've talked about this. The depth here is just not what it once was. I mean, you've probably got Liatu Latu, um, who's, who has played well when he's been given a chance but hasn't gotten that much uh, playing time. I think he's probably another factor. But outside of that, guys, I mean, I don't know if anybody is really uh, making my mouth water on the linebackers.
1: Yeah, I I expect to see Savell Smalls as your every down starter and, you know, a complete physical specimen, whether it takes him a game or two to adjust to the speed of the game, who knows, Um, but you see him getting, you getting in. But last year, my gosh, our inability to stop the run, And Stanford was the most, one of the the most painful things I think we've ever seen, right? Where, you know, they're, they're, they're writing up three, four yard, uh, run the clock down plays and running them for 15 because they're just getting right through into the second of the bottle. So, um, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting to see. I think this is the right guys with depth is a question. Let's get into the big guys up front. Uh, D line. So again, we're looking at two down linemen, sometimes three, um, you can't come alone. Look, he, he loves to bring in lots of guys in big hockey-style shifts, two and three at a time, right? Three come in, three come out. Two come in, two come out. So you have to really have that depth there. Talk about that second big loss for the Huskies. And I will say, I, we did not get as decimated as Oregon and others did, for sure. Others got way more decimated than we did from uh, opt-outs. Losing Levi and Wuzurike hurts a lot. And, you know, I've been a fan of him since the day he stepped, uh, in, onto Mott Lake. Um, and, you know, I don't, I definitely honestly don't fault him for his decision, but losing him, I think this would have been as equally as strong a group as the secondary if Levi had come back. But let's talk about who we have left. You got three vets. You've got Josiah Bronson, the senior, 6'3", 300 pounds from Kentwood. Uh, you know, again, boy, this guy came in as a, a two-star and boy has he shined. You know, showing that mm-hmm. he's been able to prove himself. Tuli La Tuli Gasanoa, 6'2", 318. Big recruit out of powerhouse, De La Salle. He's been good. And then Sam Taimani. Um, we need big things from the sophomore. 6'2", 320. Again, a big four-star get. You know, two, sometimes three hand-down linemen. If you had to take a pick, I think those are your guys. But we're also going to need to see some uh, stars emerge because of those hockey style shifts. Uh, Fatui Tuitele, Jacob Bandis, both sophomores, 300 pounds plus. Again, four-star recruits. I'm um, hearing a lot about uh, Noah Nagalu. I don't know too much about, but reading a bit about him in practice, um, you know, look. So again, you don't need five every down starters, but these guys are going to have to stop the run, command double teams on passing plays, allow those edge rushers like Savell Smalls to do their work. Uh, you know, this is one where again, I I don't know if it's as much of a concern, but boy, we would have been good if Levi was going to be there. Um, what do you think all up, guys? Final thoughts about this defense when you put things together? Again, third in the Pac-12 last year. So this was not an abysmal year, but we can definitely say over the past four years, this was a down year last year from the defense. What do you think it uh, takes to get us back on the right track and be that number one, number two defense in the conference? Well,
2: one thing that sticks out at me is if you're going to get five-star recruits like Savelle Smalls, get them on the field, right? Like, mm-hmm. let's see him play. And so if, it, you know, like this, this could be one of those scenarios where, gosh, you hope that the, the light bulb comes on for some of these guys and, and they take a step forward and you get, uh, you know, once in a, you know, decade type of talent for Washington. Let's be real. We don't get many five stars. And if that guy can come in and, and be a, a playmaker and a game changer right away. Then we might be talking a little bit differently about this defense, and after like the third or fourth game. So, you know, I don't want to put too much on the what is he eighteen year old coming right, on the campus, right. but like, heck, man, let's let's let them loose and and you know let's get aggressive and see what they can do. Let's let their talent shine. Mitch, you're right, and particularly because he doesn't
1: have to grow physically. This isn't like the you know six four bean pole receiver that
0: has to grow. He he's I,
1: there. He's there physically. That's not a question.
0: And and BT, I just want to touch on, you know, you mentioned all the guys on the D-line that I would have mentioned, but, you know, this is a position that you've really recruited really well in the last few years. You've out-recruited your biggest rivals on the D-line. I mean, I know that Oregon's got Thibodeau and USC's got that other uh, sophomore, and, you know, maybe you've got bigger stars, but in terms of the big 300 pounders, you have dominated the West Coast on recruiting. Now That's it is it. time for those guys to step into those roles. And we know the talent is there. It's the same thing we talked about on the offensive line. I don't need to, to, to look at uh, the roster to know that we've got the talent. We know that those guys can play. It's just a question of who's going to emerge. And who's going to take off? I, I think the depth is kind of your issue that you haven't, you know, we, we looked at the last few years and we always knew, hey, we've got guys coming up behind them. Now it's everybody, you know, with, with all these freshmen and sophomores on the roster, that's something we haven't really talked about that much. But, I mean, there's what, 11 seniors and 10 juniors or something like that. This team is very, very young. We're relatively unproven. so it's time for these guys to step up and show what they can do.
1: And and the, look, you're you're right. And again, the outside factor is craziness will ensue this year. You're going to have look. You're defending champion, national champion. It's what has won one game. It is it is you know, uh, as we're seeing, absolutely imploding. What Techless Oklahoma? What are they? What are they? Five hundred? Right. Maybe three and 3 Or two and two. two, and two? Yeah, I mean,
0: positive for COVID nineteen.
1: Right. right? That's right. <laughs> craziness is going to ensue. Like if I, it's funny, like if I was going to throw one dartboard on the bet, I'd say, okay, Arizona one win, sure, they're going to get two, maybe three. You know why? Because craziness is going to happen. It, you don't know what, again, what will COVID have an impact? What will COVID Ability to play have an impact. What will COVID preparedness have an impact? And what will be the impact of empty stadiums? And you're already seeing it play out in the SEC, and you're seeing it play out in the Big 12 and a little bit in the ACC. And I'm so excited for this season. So glad that the Huskies are going to be back. We at the Dog Pot are going to be back here preparing, getting you ready for that big Cal game on November 7th. We'll talk to you a few days in advance of that and give you a full prep and review. Anything else, fellas? Go dogs! Go dogs! Go dogs! Let's do it.
0: Nope. Touchdown Washington. Yep. Yeah. Washington, Washington State University. Nope. Touchdown Washington.
1: Yep. Yeah. Oregon and Stanford.
2: Nope.
0: Touchdown Washington.
2: Yep. Yeah. Is Arizona State a football team? Nope. Touchdown Washington. Yep. Yeah.